Welcome to the Center Ranch Church Weekly Podcast. We believe that faith comes by hearing the Word of God. Thanks so much for checking out the podcast. Here's this week's message. This is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break her the engagement quietly. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child, and she will give birth to a son. And they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. You know, names in the Bible are important. Today, when people name a child, they can give the child a name for all kinds of different reasons. Maybe they choose the name for the child just because they think it's a cute sounding name, it's a pretty name. Maybe they knew someone that was really nice to them that had that name and so now they like that name. Or maybe they choose the name of their child because it's a popular, popular name, it's a, a, a trendy name. Or they could choose a child's name for the exact opposite reason, because it's not trendy. They want to buck the trend and, and find a unique, an original name, a name that they haven't heard very often. Sometimes I think people try to be so creative and they just make up names that aren't even really names just to have something different. But in the Bible, the names that were chosen often were chosen for very specific reasons and the meaning of that name would be linked to the meaning of that person's life. That that name wasn't just something they were called, it was linked to the calling that that person had on their, their life. It would, it would almost summarize the, 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 the purpose, it would summarize their life. And the meaning was so important that there's multiple times in the Bible where God would, would start to work with someone, start to do something in them and through them, and then at one point in the process, he would change their name. This happened multiple times, almost as if their name was so significant that if God was going to work any further or take things any further than he already had or continue to use this person, that he was saying, you know, if we're gonna go any further than this, I, I've gotta start calling you something different. We've gotta, we've gotta change your name. He changed Abram's name to Abraham. He changed Jacob's name to Israel. Simon to Peter, Saul to Paul, over and over again. He'd work in someone's life and then change their name, not, not just because it was cute, not just because he, he, he liked the way this name sounded better, but there was purpose, there was meaning, there was something significant about the name. Like Simon, when he said, your name will no longer be Simon, but will be Peter, which means rock, because on this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. There, there was meaning to the name. And in this passage we just read that talks about that first Christmas when Jesus was going to be born, 
an angel appears to Joseph and tells Joseph, you don't need to be afraid to take Mary as your wife. Go ahead and marry her because this, this baby that she's pregnant with, it's the work of the Holy Spirit, that God is active. God is doing something in this situation. And when she gives birth to this son, you are to give him the name Jesus, not because it was a family name, not because it was a trendy name, but because of the significance of what the word meant. You are to give him the name Jesus. Why? Because he will save people from their sins. And that's literally what the name Jesus means. It means Savior or the Lord saves. That it was tied to his mission, tied to the reason that he came in the first place, that he would save people from their sins. And then after the angel tells Joseph, you are to give him this name, then the passage we read immediately quotes from the book of Isaiah that prophesies about Jesus coming hundreds and hundreds of years before Jesus ever arrived and said, a virgin will conceive and will give birth to a child and he will be called Emmanuel. Again, not just because it's a, a nice name, but because of the meaning. He'll be called Emmanuel. Why? Because it means God is with us. God is with us. You know, there's different reasons why Jesus is called Emmanuel. One of the reasons is simply because it describes literally what happened, that God was willing to leave heaven and take on flesh. John chapter 1 says, the word became flesh and dwelt among us, that Jesus became a person born in a, uh, in a manger, raised by Mary and Joseph, took on the confines of, of a human body for our benefit. And so it, it's, a, it's a description literally of what happened. God was a person. He took on flesh. He was with people. He, was, he was lived in a family. He walked the streets. He was literally God with, with people. But it's also a word used to describe him because of what he accomplished that Jesus came and he died for our sins and he made a way for us to have relationship with God in a way that people couldn't have relationship before. That he was a sacrifice for our sins, the name Jesus. He will save people from their sins. So he dealt with the sin problem to restore relationship that had been destroyed because of sin. The wages of sin is death. It's, it's a reality. It destroys our relationship with God. And if it's not dealt with, it'll take people to hell. And so he came to restore relationship and make a way for us to know God with us, to have real relationship the way God wants to have relationship. So Jesus died on the cross. He raised from the dead. And before he went to be with the Father again in heaven, he spoke with his disciples and he told them, listen, I'm not going to leave you all alone. I'm going back to heaven. I'm not going to leave you like a bunch of orphans. When I go to my Father, what I'm going to do is I'm going to send my Holy Spirit who will live on the inside of you. I'm, I'm going to make a way for you to be a temple of the Holy Spirit who will be with you forever. You read in the book of Acts how the, the disciples waited for the promise of the Father. Acts chapter 2. They received the promise, the Holy Spirit. We can be baptized, filled to overflowing with God's presence, with His Holy Spirit. So we call Him Emmanuel, one, because it's just a, a description of 
practically what happened. It's also Emmanuel because he made a way for us to carry God's spirit and have fellowship with God. But Emmanuel is more than a title. It's more than a description. It's more than an accomplishment. The name Emmanuel really gives us a peek into the heart of the Father. Emmanuel, God with us, represents what the Father desires. It's what he wants. He wants to be God with you. He wants relate not just a God that you know about off in the distance somewhere. The heart of the Father is to be God with us and us with him. God desires for us to be together. It's more than a title, more than an accomplishment, more than a description of Christmas and the life of Jesus. It's why it all happened in the first place, because God wants to be with you, God with us. In the Old Testament, there's a period of time where God's people were wandering in the wilderness, just living like nomads, really no home. They just went from place to place, traveling in the wilderness for, for decades. And during this same time period where God's people were living in the wilderness, he gave, them, he gave them instructions on how to relate to him, how to worship him, how they were to conduct themselves, how they were to behave. And in part of those instructions, he told them that he wanted them to build him a tent-like structure for his presence to rest in called the tabernacle. And the tabernacle, it literally means a dwelling place. So while God's people were, were living in the wilderness, traveling, setting up tents, wherever, wherever they went, God could have just watched from heaven and been comfortable, but that wasn't his desire. He said, if my people are living down here in tents, you know what I'm gonna do? I, I wanna be, I, I wanna have my own tent. I want, I wanna be with them. Why? Because that's the heart of God. He wants to be God with, with his people. You know, when God gave instructions at that time that they were in the wilderness, when they would travel and say, hey, you know what, we're gonna set up camp, he told them he doesn't want just people popping up tents wherever, find a flat spot and, and, and camp out wherever. He gave instructions of how the 12 tribes of Israel were to arrange themselves. And he broke them up into groups of three. So four groups of three, the 12 tribes of Israel. Three were to, to camp to the north, three to the east, three to the west, three to the south. And when God said, here's how I want you to arrange your tents, here's how I want the whole camp set up, he could have said, and I'll, I'll set my tent up, set mine up way in the distance, kind of secluded, kind of special, I want some privacy. But do you know where God said he wanted his tent set up? You got millions of people camping out. God said, you've got all these tribes, I want my tent set up right in the center of everyone else. Because that, that's the heart of the Father. God wants to be with his people, not admired from afar. He wants real relationship. And those things that happen in the Old Testament are pointing us to the New Testament. They're, they're pointing us to the reality of Jesus, and Jesus is to be called Emmanuel, God with us. Not just what he did, he represents the Father. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you watch what plays out, you're, you're seeing the heart of the Father. Let, let me read to you a verse from 1 John chapter 4, verse 9. It says this, God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only Son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. God showed us, God demonstrated, God manifests just how much he loves you by sending his son into the world. That's, that's Christmas, that's what we're celebrating. But it's not just the fact that he was willing to send his son, 
Why was he willing to send his son? And sometimes we miss the significance of this. God is demonstrating how much he loves you. He was willing to send his son, but why? He sent his son so that you could have eternal life, eternal life. You know, you probably have some people that you enjoy spending time with, but you only enjoy spending time with them up to a point, right? You like, you like being around them, and then you reach your fill, and now you like not being around them. Maybe it's family, maybe it's friends, you've got coworkers. It could even be your spouse. It might, it might be your, your kids, right? There's people that you love, you appreciate them, you really genuinely enjoy spending time, but you reach a point in spending time with them that you're done spending time. Does anyone identify with that? That just as eager as you were to spend time, now you are maybe even more eager to disengage and go, you just need, it's not that you don't like them, it's just you've had your fill and now you want some distance, you've reached your limit, now you want some space. Hey, we hung out with them, it was so much fun, we, we spent a couple days with so-and-so, now I need a month away from so-and-so and, you know, and then, and then I'll, I'll regain my appetite for their presence. You, you have people like that, I'm, I'm, I'm sure. It says that God demonstrated, revealed, showed us how much he loved us. God's showing you, showing me just how much he loves you. Not just that he was willing to send his son, but why did he send his son? Because he could have given you any kind of life. He could have given you anything as a response. He's God. He's the one that determines this. So he could have given you really, really long life. Could have said, hey, you can stick around for a thousand years, 10,000 years, a million years. But you know what? He decided the kind of life he wanted to give you was eternal life. And even the kind of life he determined he wants you to have is a revelation of how much God loves you. He wants you with him forever and ever and ever and ever. God never wants there to be a gap. He never wants there to be space. He never wants there to be distance in his relationship with you, in his fellowship with you. He's God with us, you with him. He wants to be together with you, and he never wants that fellowship to end ever. That's how much he loves you. In John chapter 14, verse 1, Jesus is preparing his disciples for the fact that he's going to be returning to the Father. And this is Jesus talking. He says this, John 14, starting in verse one. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. There is more than enough room in my father's home. If this were not so, would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? When everything is ready, I will come and get you so that you will always be with me where I am. And you know the way to where I am going. Jesus tells his disciples, don't let your hearts be troubled. There's more than enough room in my father's house and I'm going to prepare a place for you. And when it's all ready, I'm gonna come and I'm gonna get you so that where I am, you can be and we'll be together forever. You know, if you know Jesus, then Jesus is currently preparing a place for us to be with him forever. Jesus has been working for 2,000 years preparing. That, if you really take time to think about that, it's hard to wrap our mind around. We can't really imagine what is waiting for us when we get to heaven. You know, it took God six days to create the universe. Six days. And I, I love beautiful scenery. 
driving through the mountains. I annoy my wife. Look, look at how beautiful. I'm constantly poking her. Hey, look at look. It's, it's so amazing. Big panoramic views and the mountains and the leaves. I, I love seeing it in person. I love looking at pictures. I love seeing pictures of space and stars and the galaxies. It's amazing. It's beautiful. It, the, the detail and the vastness, the variety of all that God has created. Mountains and streams and deserts and planets and all that God created in six days he created all of that and Jesus said I'm going to be preparing a place for you he's been at it he's been preparing because he said when it's ready I'm going to come and get you he hasn't done that yet we're getting close to him coming and getting us but he's been working for thousands of years getting a place ready and the reason is so that where he is you and I can that will always be together with him that's the heart of the father Emmanuel God with he wants you with him and he wants to be with you always forever that where I am you will always be and then he said and you know the way to where I'm going let me let me read those next few verses John 14 starting in verse 4 and you know the way to where I am going no we don't Lord Thomas said we have no idea where you're going so how can we know the way Jesus told him I am the way the truth and the life and no one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus tells his disciples this amazing reality. Don't, don't let your heart be troubled. I'm going to the Father. You trust him, trust me. I'm going to prepare a place for you that where, where I am, you can all, I'm gonna come back and get you and you know the way to where I'm going. This, this, this special moment as Jesus is looking at his disciples and then Thomas speaks up and like just ruins the whole thing. He said, and you know the way to where I'm going. No, we don't, Lord. <laughs> no, no, I'm gonna call you out on that. I, I don't know the way. You say I do, I don't. In fact, I don't even know what you're talking about. I don't know where, where, where you're going. I have no idea what you're talking about or, or how to get there. You know, Jesus was talking Emmanuel language. He's talking Emmanuel going to be with the Father. You and I are going to live in the Father's house together. I'm preparing a place that we can always be together where I am. You always be. That's Emmanuel language. That's the heart of the Father kind of language. Together, fellowship, never apart. God with us, us with him, all of us together enjoying fellowship. And when Thomas says, but how do we get there? I don't know the way. I don't know what you're talking about. I want that, but I, I don't even think I understand what you're talking about. How, what, what is the way? So Jesus has to move from Emmanuel talk to Jesus talk. He said, I am the way. I am the way. To be saved from your sins, salvation, to be clean, to be reborn, to be made, made new on the inside. The first name that we're told in Matthew chapter 1 that we read earlier, you'll call his name Jesus because he'll save people from their sins. When we know him as Jesus, it allows us to step into the second name, to know him as Emmanuel, God, God with us. Jesus, Jesus is the way. You know, it almost doesn't make any sense when you read Matthew chapter 1. And the angel tells, the angel comes and tells Joseph, this is what his name is supposed to be. And then immediately quotes a passage of scripture saying that his name is supposed to be called something different. Well, make up your mind. It's because that we're supposed to know him as one and then know him as the other. And the Emmanuel is actually the motivation for the fact that the reason God wants you saved because he wants to be with you forever. He wants a relationship with you. Well, that's this week's message. Thanks for joining us. 
To stay connected with us throughout the week, make sure you follow us on Instagram and Facebook. You can also watch previous week's services on our YouTube page.